0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shira Madafi. My name is Yitzhak at Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat. Dafnun He Aleph, in the middle of our Agadah about rebuke and responsibility put upon those who should rebuke and don't. Amar the Rabbi Zerah the Rabbi Simon. mar Rabbi said Rabbi Simon, this is presumably when Rabbi Zera was still in Bavel. Why don't you rebuke the people who work in the Rishkaluta's house? they don't accept it even if they don't accept it you still have to do your job which is to rebuke them now we have a curious parsha in Sefer Yehezkel God never made a positive decree, a helpful decree, that he rescinded except for this one. So God told Yechezkel to go through the city and make a mark on the foreheads of all the people who are suffering because of all the terrible things that are done in the city. What does that mean? So he told Gabriel, Put a, an ink, with, a mark with ink, on the heads of the tzaddikim, so that when the destruction comes, they won't be hurt. Protection. And on the Mishayim, you want to put a, a mark made out of blood. So they will be nailed. How are these any better than these? What are you talking about? These guys are tzadikim not doing all the terrible things. These guys are the terrible guys. These good guys should have rebuked them, and they didn't do anything. God says, "I know that if these tzadikim would try to rebuke them, they wouldn't have listened." So the You might know it, but since when do they know it? Their job was still to do what they're supposed to do. So it sounds like the Malachim the Malachi Khala are going to kill all of these other people and the people who have the Tav on them. Don't touch. And then it says, they started with the elders. Those who are sanctified to me. That's the allusion of the Tav, which means a mark. They fulfilled the whole Torah from A to Z. What happened? What happened? So these people came, and they brought what they brought, and they stood next to the copper altar. Now the copper altar is goes back to Moshe's time. So what he meant was, So start from the place where they sing to me. Where are these six people? Six names for destruction. So why they pick a Tav? So the letter Tav, which means a mark, here they meant to actually put a letter Tav, either live or die, and if it's blood or ink will be the difference. The Tav was there to say, is over, protection that you can get because Ritz Shultana, is finished, they use that up, and now you're on your own. Rabbi Yochel Amar, Tachol Zchutavot. The opposite. Let's Zchutavot come and bring compassion. Shlaga Shemar Tav. Sof Tav is the last letter on God's signature. Tam Rab Chedina Zchutamoshal Kodesh Baruch Hu. God's seal is Emet. Aleph Mem Tav. Tav is the last letter. Okay. So now Amar Rishma Barachmani. He repeats this idea that the Tab is there to say, these are people who have done everything all the way to the last letter of the Torah, so these are Tzadikim. So, interesting point about this particular story, but the the, uh, bottom line of it, as far as we're concerned, is that those Tzadikim, who God had said to protect, were in the end punished also, because even though the rebuke would not have been attended to or heeded by the others, that's not something they knew, and their job was to rebuke, and they did not do that rebuke. So the menschor's mention of Thomas Chut leads to the following question. When in history did Chut end? Certainly not Moshe's time. Moshe had said to God, you've got to save us. Remember the them, like in God says this is the beginning of Hosea, and after Hosea does the entire episode with the prostitute, he says, I will I will uh, uh, cover, uh, uncover her dis- her shame before those who she loves, the Idols, and nobody's going to be able to save her from me. won't be able to save from my wrath. Shmuel Chazael, he goes back to the time of Chazael, we'll So in that particular episode, this is when the, the king of Aram, comes and starts to conquer the north and that the tribes on the east bank are taken first and that's the beginning of the end really for the north it says that God did not want to destroy them because of the Breed of Amitza and Yaakov until now, sounding like this is the point at which that Breed is over as it were. Goes back to the time of Eliyahu. Famous scene on Harakamel, and Eliyahu invokes the Broot of Mitzvah and Yaakov and the idea is that's the last time that that worked. So at the significantly later times of Chizkiyahu, Shinemar, L'marbeh Misa'u L'shalom Enkets Hakized Aviv Ol Machto L'achin Atal Asadam Mishbar Uztakam Miata Viadulam Kina'at Don Ratzvot Ta'as Azot. And somehow that is interpreted to mean that the zuchut was still there, and that's the last mention of zuchut avot. Anravami Eimita Balochet Ve'ini Surin Balavot. Death is always because there was some sort of sin, and affliction is always because there's some sort of a sin. Amy Tablochaytariyon Tikhtiv, Hanevashachaytari Titamutinah famous rework on Moshe's, uh, where he says, only the person himself will suffer for his own sin, the sinner will die, implying that, uh, that if he doesn't sin, he won't die. And unlike the earlier approach, the, uh, the son will not bear for the, uh, sins of the father, and neither the father for the sins of the son what's the second God says, I will remember their sins with a stick of punishment, and with plagues their wrongdoing, which means that any time there is a plague or there is punishment, it's because of wrongdoing watch this challenge. Why did you say that Adam Rishon has to die? I gave one little bit. I violated it. Well, they were perfect and they died. So why did they have to die? So he quotes Kohelet, which says everybody dies, basically. So who da ma keitan and tanya obishim and alazomer afmoshevaylo bechetam meitu. The answer is that um, that uh, Rav Ami was uh, was utilizing some of pshat, quoting the Tana who says that Moshe and Aaron also died because of their sins. Shenema yamo matamiv ha because you did not trust me or believe me or generate belief in me. and Riva, therefore you won't bring the people. The implication is ha matamiv adayim altegi he gives one but If not you'd still be a Okay, so we have a challenge to that. Four people died because of the pangs of the of the uh, primeval serpent, meaning that they didn't sin at all, and there was just death in the world. Ben Moshe, David, and Chilav Ben David. So there's two famous sons, two famous fathers here. All of them are tradition. David's father dying because of just he was human, and that's all. He didn't do anything wrong. Is, uh, from Very odd pasuk when, when, uh, David, uh, after our, uh, this is when Absalom appoints Amasa, who's a cousin of his, as a, uh, as the general over his army, and David later appoints him after Absalom was killed, um but Avshalom appointed him, and he's called the uh, the the son of a fellow, Yitra Yisraeli, who had relations with Abigail, or Abigail Bat Nachash, Achot and why she called Abigail Bat Nachash, or Bat Yishai she was David's sister, Bat Yishai, Tertri V'alchioten Zeruiah Abigail, Zeruiah, the mother of Yoav, and Yishai and Abigail, Ella Ben, Bat Mishamei B'ot Yosh why is... Uh, Yishai called Nachash because he died only because of the existence of the Nachash. So If it's the Tanah who said the Malach said, why did you kill uh, the Marijon? And then David said that Moshe and Aaron also uh, had no sins. So we see that even Shimon al holds that it's possible for people to die without, uh, without sin, because this statement of the four who died, though, cannot be, uh, the Tana of the Malachiah Sharit story, because they would have six, they would have Moshe and Aaron. So it must be Rabshim Shimon Alazer who said that, uh, that Moshe Nawan did die because of that, but nonetheless, there are others who didn't die because of sin. They died because that's the human condition. And therefore, Miami has been disproved. There are people who die without having done wrong. This is, opens up, this brings us to uh, a sugya, which we'll do over the rest of this podcast and then complete it over the next podcast, take us to the end of the sugya, a very famous sugya, in which the Tana Rabbi Yonatan, quoted by his student Rabbi Shom lists several characters, some of them sympathetic characters, some of them not so sympathetic characters, yeah. who sinned, as recorded in Tanakh, and uh, their sins are somewhat exonerated or lightened in this treatment. So we start with Kol Ha'almeru, the most famous one will be the, the, uh, the lead-off of the uh, next podcast. Kol Ha'almeru, there's a reference to Ruvain as the literal reader of the text, Sleeping with um, with uh, Bilhah, uh, we know that Reuven, if he, somebody says he sinned, that person's mistaken. Immediately within the same pasuk, after Piskab emtza pasuk, which says that Reuven did this thing, whatever it is, it says, B'nei for 12. They're all equally valid. Even though Reuven, now if Reuven had really slept with his father's wife, he, he couldn't be counted along with the rest. So how do I explain the pasuk that says he slept with his father's concubine? He turned the beds around. I mean, he moved one bed from one tent to another. So let's consider it as if he slept with her. And let's see what that is about. Remember, this happened right after the death of Rachel. That tzaddik is saved from that sin. It never happened. Imagine this. Reuven is one of the six tribes that's going to stand on Harival. And you're going to read the curses. And one of the, courses, the curses is, He could himself be somebody who did that. He slept with his father's wife. He was claiming the shame, and trying to invent the shame of his mother, Leah. I understand that my mother's sister Rachel was a co-wife, and they had competition. So I understand that, and therefore, when father maybe when maybe showed favoritism to Rachel, I can sort of understand it. But should Bilha, who's the who's the maid servant of my mother's sister, she should be at Sarah. I am not So he moved her bed in some way so that Yaakov would not be able to sleep with her. Had a, they have a different take. He moved two beds. He moved his father's bed and God's bed, as it were. That's why it says, So we don't read yutsu'i, but rather yutsu'e Allah. Like in the plural, this is in Yaakov's words to Yeruvim, how to call it a blessing, at the end of his life. Uh Those interested, Richard uh, Steinberg has a very interesting take on uh, Richard Seiner in YU has a very interesting take on the meaning of Yisui Allah. Uh, it was published recently in one of the journals. So the question is, did he really sit or not? Or was it rather a prayer? How do we understand the word Pachas here as some sort of a uh, an acronym? A common phrase in Midrash HaGadah. We still need Rabbi Lezbem O'Dayi's help. Rebbe Lezbem O'Dayi Yomer, Take the word Pachas and turn it around. Hirtata, so we have Pachas turned turning into an inside out. You shook, you were trembling, and sin left you. He kept himself from sinning. on and again, this is painting Ruvain as something of a uh, prefiguring Yosef in his encounter with this potifar, somebody who was strongly tempted to have relations and didn't do so, and all sorts of statements that are being brought here to indicate that we should not read the pasuk literally, but that he wanted to sleep with her, or he did something else to affect her, uh, the sexual politics of the family, but um, but not that he actually had relations with his father's wife. Okay, we have a little simon, and then I'm, I'm our the, the next one is kroh So I've always been curious about this, why we have any interest in exonerating, exonerating the children of eli, who clearly are dastardly people and who were cursed and did terrible things. But if you look at the first couple chapters, especially Shaperakbet, of Sefer at the beginning, uh, you'll see the description of all the terrible things that these guys did, making the experience of coming to the mishkan a very unpleasant one. And nonetheless, he says that if you say they send, meaning, just like as we saw with Reuven. it's clear Reuven did something wrong. It just it wasn't as wrong as it seemed. So it's the same thing here. The B'nai Eli did not do anything as wrong as it seems they did, but they certainly did sin. <laughs> Their names are Chavir Pinchas, and they're Koanim. So Savaracharav, Damarach, Pinchas, <laughs> Lochata. Ram said Pinchas, they're sin, and Mekich Chavir the Pinchas. This is not the same Pinchas as the hero from Amidbar, or from, the end of for Shoftim at the end of Sefer So why does it say that they slept with women? We'll go back to this and take a look. Since when women came to bring their nests after giving birth and and were were uh, indolent and didn't bring them right away, and so these women could not go home to their husbands. It's as if Chofim P'nechaz actually slept with them. And this is very difficult on several counts, the first one of which is why would we think that women would come to Shiloh to bring them in Korban without their husbands being with them? So it's not as if their husbands are waiting for them to come home uh, from the Korban, and if they live right nearby, they can come back the next day anyways. And so there's other problems here, but Gufa, Amarav P'nechaz so Rav said, Pinchas didn't send. Sheneh we know, Achiyah uh, ben Achitub, Achiyah Ichabod ben Pinchas, ben E'liqon Adonai. Achiyah has an ephod which uh, Shaul is using to figure out uh, what's going on with the police camp, And he's given the lineage as the, the son of the older brother of Ichavod, um who was the son of Pinchas, who, of course, was born when Pinchas had died that day. Or the news of his death had come that day, and his mother went into immediate labor and died as he was born, and called him Ichavod. And so, this is Ichavod's nephew. But Ichavod is Ben Pinchas. If Sharchet Bavi Adoba Katum Miyachso, is it possible Pinchas would be such a terrible guy, and yet he have a here, That, uh, we call him Ichavod Ben Pinchas Ben Eli? In Malachi, anybody who does bad stuff is cut out, which means you don't mention his name. So what is the in er vel It means if he's a non-Kohen, so he won't have anyone who is giving giving mentioned among the Chachamim or among the Talmudim. He's a Kohen, none of his children will bring him Mincha, meaning he won't, uh, he won't be able to do the Avodah. So, so, that's Ram's proof that Pinchas didn't sin. And since Pinchas and Chofnir mentioned together, they didn't sin. So, but it says that they lay with the women. So, it says it, it doesn't mean they laid with them. Read it. But Eli says to them, I'm hearing bad rumors. But Meaning, uh, like Yishkeven, it's in the singular. And according to this, by the way, Chofre did sin, and Chofre did sin, you guys are causing in the plural, people to violate not want to come to the Mishkan. There's no Yod at the end, so it's Maviram in the singular. They were low-lifes in the plural. And look how beautifully this brings us full circle since Pinchas should have stopped Chofni and didn't. Which by means by the way we can go back and say Yishkivun and Banai, and they're all in the plural and one of them because he actually sinned, the other because he should have kept control over his brother. Parenthetically it's important to note about this. That the text, uh, in Sefer Shemuel has a record of what the sons did three times. There's first the, first is the text itself, then there is a Lee chastising them, and then there's an Isha Elohim who comes and chastises a Lee. Now in the text itself, meaning the narration as it were, the terrible crime associated, uh, with, uh, bin Pinchas is the way that they treat people vis-a-vis the meat of the Korbanot, and that's all. It's terrible, but that's all it is. And they're abusing people's coming to the Midash to fat themselves up. Eli hears that they're doing bad things. And he hears that they're sleeping with women. He doesn't accuse them of sleeping with women. He accuses them of doing bad things. And, uh, I'm hearing bad things. So a student of mine, ishay Bakrudari, very happy to mention his name, I uh, mentioned years ago when we were studying Safer well together, he says, we'll take a look at it. It doesn't say they did sleep with common. It says that that was a rumor that Ali heard. And Ali was obviously bright enough to understand that smoke is not fire. Where there's smoke, there is fire, which means if there's terrible rumors about his sons, they must be doing terrible things. It doesn't mean that the rumors are accurate. So it doesn't mean that they actually were sleeping with women, but if people are willing to say that about the Kohanim, it must be that they're doing terrible things. So Eli chastises them appropriately and says, you're doing terrible things. He doesn't point to specific things. He doesn't know. So Ashish Kavunatan Ashim is more of a tip-off to Eli that if people are talking that way about his sons, they must be doing terrible things and angering everybody who's coming to the mikdash. Okay, to our third. Eno elat Toa then Shmuel are Shmuel's sons who uh, when it comes time when Shmuel is old and Shmuel would like to pass on the mantle of leadership to them, but the people don't want them because they're corrupt, and that's what the people ask for a king. Famous scene in Shmuel Berachet. Nonetheless, Ainu Allah Toesh and Emar, Bahik is against Shmuavanav uh uh Shmuav Loachub and Bidrachav. His sons didn't follow his ways. they okay, they weren't as good as he was. they didn't sin. So what does it mean that they were drawn after money? So as I say Avraham, they weren't as good as their father. Shmuel, it's a dig. Bechazebu chomakemot Yisrael. Shmuel was the first circuit judge to go from city to city. Shemar baalach me dershana me shana me savam beitel agavim zvavim shavat Yisrael. He would go around. They didn't do that. They sat in They wanted to give lots of money to the scribes and to all the people who were bailiffs who worked in their Beit Din. So, in other words, they were doing it for financial reasons, but they weren't taking money. That they asked for money. That was the chutzpah—the money that they was coming to them. Um. That they used to, to put a, a charge on the people of the city. It was an extra donation thing and they took it by force. They were given gifts and they took it by force, which is very much echoing what the story is of Benahili. Now, this entire approach of, uh, as we're exonerating or painting in a much nicer light, some of the people that we have in Tanakh who are, in some cases, heroes who I certainly would think of in a positive light uh, and some of them really kind of nefarious, like Benelli and B'nish, nonetheless putting them in a better light more because of who their father is than who they are uh, is something that we will deal with when we deal with the star of this whole surkiah, uh which is called Omer Tavid, and we'll deal with that at the beginning of our next podcast we should have a wonderful day.